The heart of our Christian faith, of course, is the death and resurrection of Jesus. In today's episode, uh, we get a very simple but very profound question from a child about the heart of our faith, which I'd like to talk about. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Thanks for spending some time with me today, as always. Um, we're continuing our series on some questions I've received. Uh, this one uh, comes from a mother of uh, some young children, and here's her question. Hi, Pastor Tim. Here are a couple questions my children have asked, and I stumbled my way through the answers. I appreciate their simplicity, but sometimes those are the hardest for me to answer. And I will say uh, there is no question that children always get to the heart of things and always get to the point of things and always ask questions that are uh, that appear simple but are usually deep and profound. And there's no question that this first question, which is the one I'm going to touch on today, is all of those things. And the question is a very simple, uh, apparently simple one. Why did Jesus have to die? And I'm going to attempt to respond to that question in a few minutes here. Uh, but it is, of course, the center of our faith, and we could spend a long time talking about that simple question. And indeed, I would say maybe the life of faith is a life committed to continuing to explore and think about and pray about and respond to that question. But I want to lift up a couple of, of thinkers who are important to me uh, as a sort of provisional response to that. One is Robert Barron. I've mentioned him before. This is a book of his called The Strangest Way, Walking the Christian Path. And um, this is actually the preface to this book when he's talking about his own spiritual development. And he says, again, I would say in a very simple way, Christianity, I saw, was not our disciplined quest for God, but God's relentless quest for us, even to the point of death. And then this very simple, um, apparent, seemingly simple statement, sentence, God died in order that we might be his friends. And I'm actually not sure I can do a whole lot better than that. That's a great one-sentence response. God died in order that we might be his friends. Now, I will say a little more about it using uh, some of the words of another of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis. This is his uh, best-known book, Mere Christianity, which I would commend uh, to all of you. Uh, including the children asking this question, I would suggest that down the road this might be a helpful uh, way to think about our Christian faith. Um, so let me read a little bit from uh, his book. And what, of course, is presumed in all of our faith tradition at some fundamental level is that something has gone wrong with the world. Things are not as they should be. Things are not the way God originally intended them to be. Um, and then going from there, Lewis says this, when you get down to it, is not the popular idea of Christi Christianity simply this, that Jesus Christ was a great moral teacher and that if only we took his advice, we might be able to establish a better social order and avoid another war. Now, mind you, he says, that is quite, quite true, but it tells you much less than the whole truth about Christianity and it has no practical importance 
at all. Why? Because Lewis says there have been all kinds of wise teachers through the ages. Um, and he says you need not even go as far as Christ. If we did all that Plato or Aristotle or Confucius told us, we should get on a great deal better than we do. And so what? We've never followed the advice of the great teachers. Why are we likely to begin now? Why are we more likely to follow Christ uh, than any of the others? So again, his point is something different is happening through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus than simply Jesus being a great moral teacher. Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, is shifting um, our relationship with God and the world. Uh, and he goes on to say this, as soon as you look at any real Christian writings, you find they are talking about something quite different from this popular religion. In other words, the one he just cited where Jesus is, is just another teacher who happens to be very smart or wise. And now listen very carefully to what he says. They say, the people who talk about Christianity uh, actually, they say that Christ is the Son of God. And then in parentheses he says, whatever that means. This is C.S. Lewis, okay? In one of the most important books about Christianity, certainly in the 20th century, and I would argue in the last millennium. They say, people who write about Christianity, that Christ is the Son of God, parentheses, whatever that means. They say that those who give him their confidence can also become sons of God, in parentheses, whatever that means. They say his death saved us from our sins. Response to that question, parentheses, whatever that means. Now, why, why do I lift up this particular passage? Because Lewis himself clearly, in writing it this way, is saying um, something is going on here through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that is clearly singularly important in the history of, of our existence, but which we cannot fully explain. It is a, I've talked about this before, it is a mystery, not in the sense of a detective story mystery that can be solved, but a mystery with a capital M. Uh, something that is so deep in terms of its uh, um, truth that we as human beings cannot ever fully plumb those depths, if that makes sense. It doesn't mean it isn't true. It just means uh, that if we presume to think we can fully understand it, uh, we're fooling ourselves. And also, by it's, this is very important, it doesn't mean it's contrary to reason. Uh, God wants us to use our brains. God wants us to ask important questions about our faith and to pursue those questions. I'm not doubting any of that. It's just that our reason can only take us so far when it comes to these mysteries of our faith. And again, these children are asking about the central mystery. Now, let me uh, conclude with one final thing, uh, also from C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Again, the question was, why did Jesus have to die? And over the centuries, theologians have come up with, I will call them models uh, or answers uh, or formulas that try to that attempt to answer that question. And Lewis ticks through all of those in a, a paragraph at the end of one of his uh, chapters here. And he says this, of course, you can express this um, God-saving action for us in all sorts of different ways. And then he says in a few short sentences what some of those theories, they're called theories of atonement or at-one-ment, the theories that God makes us one with God through his death and resurrection. You can say that Christ died for our sins. 
You may say that the Father has forgiven us because Christ has done for us what we ought to have done. You may say that we are washed in the blood of the Lamb. You may say that Christ has defeated death. They are all true. And then he says this, he's a realist. He says, if any of them don't appeal to you, if any of them don't work for you, leave it alone and get on with the formula that does. And then very importantly, we've talked about this as well. He says, this is a concluding sentence, whatever you do, do not start quarreling with other people because they use a different formula from yours. So it's a great question. That's, I hope, a provisional answer. I'm not sure I did any better than you, Mom, out there when you stumbled stumbled through your uh, answer. I hope that gives you a little bit to work with, though. And as always, I would really welcome uh, continued questions about our faith. They're really important for us to talk about and to think about together. And I do believe they lead us further into this truth that God loves us. And I'll, again, just say um, God died in order that we might be his friends. And maybe I'll leave you with that. As always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.